Hello, and welcome back to episode 98 of Movies and Us. I'm your host, Marcus. And I'm TJ. And this is the movie review show that reviews genre movies from the beginning sometimes. And today, we are here to review the 2014 release of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Sure is. This movie was directed by Mark Webb, screenplay by Alex Kurtzman, sorry, Alex Kurtzman, Roberto Orsi, and Jeff Pinkner, story by Alex Kurtzman, Roberto Orsi, Jeff Pinkner, and James Vanderbilt. I just want to point out that that that's why this movie has problems, because there's four writers on it. Yeah, they all have their favorite person they want to put into it. <laughs> like, oh, let's add this storyline, let's add this. Yeah, okay, good. Do you guys care about the mom and dad? I do. Like, I don't want to see that. Uh, produced by Avi Arred and Matt. I haven't Matt. heard that name in a while. I was, I was thinking that. Like, man, it's been a minute. And Matt Tolmach. It's a great last name. Tolmach. Starring a few people. We have Andrew Garfield as the titular Spider-Man. Emma Stone as Gwen De- De- Stacy. I was trying to make a pun in my head. It's called, like, Gwen Dedsey, but, like, it was stupid. Gwen Stacy. Jamie Foxx as Electro, Dana DeHane as Goblin. Is this Green Goblin, I guess? Or is it Hop- Green Goblin? It's Dane DeHaan, and it's the Green Goblin. Green, Hop- Green Goblin. Campbell Scott as... Uh, is that... Who's, who'd he play? He's uh, Peter's dad. Oh, okay. And Beth Davids as Peter's mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Colm Fiori as Bad Businessman, number one. Yeah, Generic villain for some reason, number one in this. Yeah. Paul Giamatti as the Rhino. Sally Field as Aunt May. And to you, TJ. Uh, Felicity Jones as Felicia Hardy. Uh, Martin Sakis? Yeah, yeah. As Ashley Kefka. I'm actually not sure who that is, Ashley Kefka. I didn't even pick up on that casting in there. Uh, oh, oh, he's the mad scientist. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, BJ Novak as Alistair Smythe, who was another person that I'm not sure. There's a lot of hinting at other characters in this. Yeah. That I didn't pick up on because I'm not that deep into... Spider-Man lore. Spider-Man lore, yeah. Um... Carrie Coleman, Charlie DePew, Skylar Gisondo, and Jacob Rodier reprised their roles in the first film as the Stacys. Oh, okay. Uh, Chris Cooper plays Norman Osborn. Dennis Leary, Dennis Leary is a ghost. <laughs> is he more like a revenant? Nah. No, he's a ghost. Nah, definitely a ghost, yeah. Stan Lee's there for some reason. Uh, he's like a big fan of Stan Lee, you know that? I'm not a big fan of Stan Lee. I know he's revered and stuff, but I think he's a thief. You think? I think you think you're, you're a fan. I think you're just hating to hate. I think he's a thief and stole credit and got fame too much fame when other writers got none of it. But whatever. That's my opinion. It's usually how it is, though, right? Uh, Michael Massey, Masai. He was the man in the shadows. He's the he was he's known as the gentleman. Uh, Shailene Woodley is apparently Mary Mary Jean Watson. But I didn't see her. Yeah, and I was reading this. Like, I, maybe she was in the background somewhere. Or maybe, maybe, oh, maybe. Oh, scenes were cut from the final film, apparently. I was going to say, or maybe there's, like, an extended version of this. or Yeah, like, apparently her scenes were scenes. cut. That makes sense. And then Oldie Bryant. She was in this. <laughs> she was dressed as the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> She's a uh, cast member on SNL. Oh, well. If you hover over her name, you see the face, I think you would know who she uh, is. No, I did, and I had no idea who she is. Oh, uh, okay. She's hilarious. Anyway, 
that's the cast. Uh, yes. Um, this movie, which was released in 2014, has a runtime of 142 minutes. That's two hours and 21 minutes too long. This movie is a mess, and it is too long. Yeah, I'll say this up front. This movie has a lot of faults, and it's long. But weirdly, it was still entertaining. Like, for me, I like, was going to say, I actually came out really liking this movie. Yeah, it's like, this movie is clearly flawed in a lot of ways, I thought, but... I thought we were going to be arguing over this no, movie. No, no. Because I really like this movie. So do I. I. And I know it's a bad movie. <laughs> So I guess it's more of a guilty pleasure, but man, did I like this movie. I'm so glad you liked it, too. I was like, I don't want to defend this movie to TJ. I'm very glad. No, uh, I was engaged from beginning to end, even, yeah. though I was, even though I was like, why is this happening? I was like, man, this movie, I really like this yeah. movie. It could, this movie could, if this movie was a little bit tighter and dropped some subplots, it could easily be like one of the best Spider-Man movies ever. Yeah, I agree. And like I don't, there's, I won't get into the things I don't like about this movie, but the things I like about the movie, like damn, I really, this. really like. Yeah, yes, They're so really, really good. I remember feeling this way too when I first saw it. And I was like, I don't, I'm not gonna feel the same way after watching this time. But oh no, this is still holds up. Like, I yeah. wish I would have made more of these ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we argued about Andrew Garfield in the last. Yes, since you didn't like him, but I think I, he's I think he's my favorite Spider Man. He's better in this movie. Like this movie, he's leagues better than the first one. And the chemistry between him and um, Emma Stone is amazing. Oh, TJ, like, oh my god, such a cute couple. I forgot. Uh, I'll, 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 like, I forgot she dies later when it does happen. Like, oh no, yeah, god damn I it, really, no. Like, like I'll, I'll talk about it when we get into it. But like, I wish this movie was a th- completely different movie, and I'll explain what I really want from this movie. Okay, I'll probably end up agreeing with you because I wanted this to end kind of like how we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. Anyways, box office for this movie was it made out a budget around two hundred, three hundred million dollars, give or take. I got two fifty five. Two fifty five. That's not bad. It made it made it made a lot. It made a lot. It made seven hundred yeah. million dollars worldwide. Sure did. That's good. And it, and it didn't get a sequel, and I'm so sad about that. Well, the reason it didn't get a sequel is because it was critically panned. I don't care. And then Marvel came in and said, can we have Spider-Man? And they're like, yeah. I get that, but people like this. I, I, I get it. It has its issues, but Yeah, I know. Damn I, it. I know. I Like, rewatched it, I'm like, I wish there was more, too. Yeah, yeah, for as bad as this movie had its parts, like, I wish there was more. But with that $700 million box office, this movie lands in the top 10 of the Worldwide Box Office 2014. Uh, I guess we'll go to 10 through 5, I guess. No, we could do all 10, actually, because... No, no, we can't do all 10. Let's do 10 through 5. At number 10 was Interstellar with $677 million. It's a Christopher Nolan movie. It's long. Yeah, I think we talked about this list before. Yeah, we we did. That's right. So yeah, number 9, we do have The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with $708 million, which lost to number 8, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes with 710. Captain America, Winter Soldier at number 7 with 714. Man, we are on a string of really good movies. I know. I know, Because we, we just covered Captain America not too long ago. Uh-huh. Well, wow. What's coming up next for us is the number six, X-Men Days Future Past at $746 million. I hope that one doesn't let us down. <laughs> Maybe. No, no. I'll stop at number six. Um, Yeah. No, yeah. I remember this year having some really solid movies. As I'm scrolling down, I said some of them before, but they're just good movies that came out this year. So it happens. There's some good years of movies, and there's some just like really bad years of movies. Yeah. Do you want to talk about anything behind the scenes? I actually got two interesting tidbits for behind the scenes. What do you have? First, 
uh, let me see. While they were filming, there was a bit of a controversy because they were filming, uh, the decision to film in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, near the, near the Passover holiday caused some controversy, as critics believed that it was culturally insensitive and would cause problems with parking. Wait, what? Well, I'm sorry, what? There, apparently there was a controversy because they were filming near Passover. Oh, Passover. Okay, I was like, what's so culturally What's I'm not Jewish, so I don't, I don't know how that'd be messed so, up. So, they decided to work with the community and then adjust their production activities for Passover. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, it was just a neat little introduction interesting tidbit there and then this is really interesting um for its london premiere did the premiere in london when did it actually come out this movie came out in america may 2nd okay so london premiere must have been its own separate premiere i guess it's just its premiere in london but in its premiere in london there was a mid-credit teaser scene from x-man days of future past oh due to an existing deal with webb who i think is the director of this movie and 26 or fox in which Fox allowed Webb to direct the film if Sony would promote X-Men, the X-Men film, for, for free. Oh, that's pretty cool. The scene set was set during Vietnam, shows Mystique, Jennifer Lawrence, a rogue mutant trying to infiltrate a military camp led by William Stryker in an attempt to recruit fellow mutants Havoc and Toad. Wow. The scene inclusion in this sparked some confusion, confusion among the United Kingdom, who thought, hey, is there an X-Men Spider-Man crossover film happening? Yeah, that's what you would think, right? Yeah, I mean, two different companies at this time. That was Sony and Fox, so... Yeah, but still, like, okay, with one's and the other, so it must be a crossover eventually. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, fascinating. And then this movie also won three awards. Oh, God, did it really? Yeah, it won two ASCAP awards? ASCAP awards? I don't know what that is. America's Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. Okay, well, it won... Top box office films, and it won the ASCAP Honors Top Films and TV Composers, Hans Zimmerman, and The Magnificent Six. Huh. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't care for awards, so I'm glad they got knowledge, because I like the soundtrack to this movie a lot. Yeah, the score and good. the music. And then Emma Stone won the Kids' Choice Award for Favorite Actress, which, I can, which I can see. I mean, honestly, she's the, probably the best a- actor in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> can I debate this with TJ? Like, nah, Jamie Foxx was Jamie Foxx. Andrew Garfield was okay. I mean, I love I, I love Andrew Garfield, but like anytime she was on screen, it was like that was the movie. You know what I mean? It was, but I, I guess we'll get to it. But yeah, I agree. I can agree. I can definitely agree. Uh, here's another fun tidbit I know off the top of my head about this movie. I remember hearing years before this movie even came out that Paul Giamatti always wanted to play the Rhino. They might, they might have mentioned it in this. So him being the rhino in this isn't weird out of place because he always wanted to play that character. Oh, so no, what, what's stuff. weird is they gave him some weird Russian accent thing. Well, yeah. I guess, is the character <laughs> Russian, I guess, in the comics or no? I mean, a little bit. I mean, okay. not just... really. I, it, it, it depends on your interpretation. He's like a big bulky guy. I don't yeah. think he's Russian, though. Okay. He just, just took liberty to go... Full yeah, on Russian yeah, with it. a bit. Yeah. I mean, he might not even be Russian. He sounded like you know, spider. Something along that uh, provenance of the world. Yeah, whatever. Um, anything you want to talk about before we get into this? Well, I do got trailers. You always sound so excited with that. Well, this might be the worst set of trailers that I've ever had. Oh God, what are they? But like, I have the uh, the two disc Blu Ray DVD combo of Amazing Spider Man Two. Okay, Blu Ray had no trailers, which is usual. Right, it's not usual. So I was like, well, I'm about to put the DVD in and see if I got any trailers. Oh no! And I got some trailers, all right. But before I get to the trailers, 
I also got some other things in here. For some reason, there's a bunch of coupons in, in, in this for Budic Lunch Meat, Old Wisconsin Turkey Bites, um, White Castle Burger Sliders. Gross. Want a dollar off past Wink Castle? Uh, are they still good? Did they expire yet? I don't see an expiration date. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, they did. They're, wow. they're, 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 they expired in 2015. Wow. Okay, whatever. I got a dollar off of Spiderweb Pizza. I don't even know what that is. A uh, dollar off Bean Itos. I don't know what that is either. Um, yeah. I guess that's it. Oh, and, and Klondike Gourmet. I just thought it was weird. It gave me coupons for food in my DVD. That's very weird. I mean, I guess it's targeted to the kids. So I was like, here, kids. Some, no kid wants any of that kind of crap. <laughs> no. It's like, it's, like, it's like for stoners or anything. Here you go, stoner. Take this. But yeah, good trailers. Uh, what trailer did you get? Uh, well, the first two trailers I got for was for Worldwide Orphans, the charity Andrew Garfield and that science lady okay. was about them that we got in Amazing Spider-Man One. Yes, so he's, so he's still doing that. Forgot about that. And then I got another. I got another um, thing for, from Energy Star climate change activists. So they're pushing that too now. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Well, I, I mean, Some no, goddamn I, woke liberals trying to push climate change now too. It's just a weird thing to push in an Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 2 DVD is all. Like, more power to Andrew Garfield for being an activist and stuff and trying to save the world. But, liberal you know. Liberal Hollywood, man. Liberal Hollywood. Pushing their agenda down our throats. I'm just saying, a 30-second a 30 commercial about climate change energy star it's not going to get me to look into it. No, that commercial probably did a lot of harm to the environment anyway, so. Yeah, so it's like... Uh. Hey, that's that's the thought, I guess, right? It's the thought. That yeah, like I have no malice towards Andrew Gorfiel for trying to push it because you know it was him. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't like his acting, but I don't hate the guy. So I don't know the guy. So, but yeah. And then we get into the actual trailers. My God, the first one and the best trailer that I got was for the Annie remake. Oh, Jamie Fox and the little black girl. Yeah, it looks sad to see the movie, but it's the trailer always like. Kind of intrigued me. Oh, there's another camera Diaz in that too, as the uh, yes. foster lady. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. There's uh, this might come off as a little. Ah, uh, this guy. It feels a little sacrilegious to remake something like that. Oh my god. Why? Because well, is, is it a race thing or just because you, they shouldn't remake that? No, it's. It feels like because of its classic nature, because of how old it is, because of how in the pop culture zeitgeist Addie is. Really? It'd be like remaking Casablanca. They talked about it. They're still talking about it. You know what I mean, though? It just feels kind of sacrilegious a bit to, like, like no one's remade the original Wizard of Oz the way that Wizard of Oz movie was. You know what I mean? No one's, they've adapted it different ways and stuff like that, but they never went and tried to straight up remake it because it's a classic and it holds up on its own. See, for me, I never found Annie as, like, a pinnacle in cinema. It's popular as, like, because it's Annie, but it's, like, it's a musical. So, like, if they ever remade it, which they did... I I never once thought differently of it. No, Casablanca, <laughs> that is such a like times time and true like don't touch this. It's, you're gonna f it up. You but, touch uh, it again. I'm not saying like a pinnacle of cinema, but just like in its classic nature, if that makes any sense. Well, it's from that yeah. era. So, yeah. It almost it almost feel like I almost feel like that once the generation that grew up with that movie has passed on, you shouldn't remake it anymore. Really? You know what I mean? Because it's, it feels like a cash grab, and it feels cheap. 
Well, of course, yes and yes, obviously. <laughs> That's first and foremost the obvious thing as far as being made. Like, I understand why people who grew up with those movies would want to remake that movie and really get into that stuff because they grew up with it. There is. But the generations past, it feels almost um, cold. You know well, what I mean? Well, because it's just like, who is this for? Unless it's yeah. a truly timeless story to tell, who is that for? Unless yeah, you like, ha- unless like, you got to change a lot of the things about to update it for modern times. Right, but like, like, like you say, um, like a Christmas Carol is a timeless classic that's been remade and remade and remade. But yeah. that's it makes sense that yes. this makes sense because it's so it. But it, like, Annie's not timeless in that like it could be told like that it's just it's an orphan girl you know what i mean well i think, just, I, I think it's because i don't know if it started off as a player as a movie but it's because it's got that stage play kind of vibes that people who like stage plays will always want to see a different iteration of that movie or a new iteration of yeah, it but whatever. like this is the only time i've ever seen anything remade on annie maybe i'm wrong like like they're probably adaptations but like a straight remake you know what i mean i don't know much about annie so i couldn't tell you let's look it up i have no idea like i could be completely offbeat here it just felt dirty to me if that makes sense that's, that's fair no i think it's like the, i think you're right so the only one i've seen is that in the 1982 one. Oh my god i don't know i don't think i've seen the 82 do you know uh tim curry's in that one i didn't even know there was a 1982 annie i uh, see and i was i guess the, well, i don't know what the original annie would be 1940s i want to say mm-hmm. there's a 99 there's a 2014 there's an 82 there is i think the original one was 82 no way nope and Annie's a 1982 American musical comedy drama film based on the 1977 Broadway musical. So yeah, it's based oh. on a musical. So oh wow, I thought it was a lot older than that. It feels older, right? Because it's something like all right. Maybe I'm just off base here. I thought it was like a or like a black and white thing. So did I? Oh, you could probably think of Shirley Temple. I was like, it's kind of the same vein. Oh, that's probably what I am thinking yeah. of. Well, I take back the whole sacrilege thing, man. Because <laughs> I thought it was—I literally thought it was a '40s '40s remake. You know what I mean? No, I, I guess you're thinking of Shirley Temple. I was thinking of Shirley Temple. Lollipop. Wait, I don't yeah. crack it in my. Can't say that because if I get sued. Yeah, I definitely thought it was Shirley Temple. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, what other trailers did you get besides Black Annie? When the game stands tall. When the game stands tall. I never heard of that. What's that about? It looks like a Lifetime movie, if I'm being honest with you. But I guess it's a full-fledged movie about, uh, I guess it's a high school Texas team that won 152 games straight and then lost. And then there's all kinds of drama and stuff about it in it and stuff. Sounds fun. It looks like a Lifetime movie. I'm not going to lie. It's It looked bad. Yeah, Michael Chiklis in it. Jim Caviezel. Laura Dern. Oh, Laura Dern's in it. Oh, it's got, some, it's got a big, heavy Clancy Brown. What? It looked like it was overly dramatic, so it might be Oscar bait. <laughs> it looks like a Jesse T. Usher is uh, A-Train and uh, The Voice. That's all the faces I yes. look like, like I know. But yeah, wow. It looks like a very, uh, that kind of movie. What else, what else you got, TJ? Think Like a Man 2, T-O-O. Is that the Chris, Chris Rock? Uh, I think it's Kevin Hart. It is Kevin Hart, like, yeah. It's, it's like... It, it looked garbage. It was like two, someone's getting married in the Bachelorettes and the Bachelors are kind of competing for having a better time. It looked stupid. It looked like Hangover, a ripoff of Hangover, honestly. It only, like, not as blatant. I'm not Just in the of, same vein. I'm not a fan of his movies, so. I'm not, I can't have nothing to say on this. It looked like garbage. Yeah, yeah. And then I got Mom's Night Out. Oh, that's a crazy mom's doing bad mom thing kind of thing. No. No? No, apparently a bunch of moms decide they're going to go out and leave the dads with the kids and then hijinks ensue because, you know, 
the, the dads are stupid and they can't take care of the kids without the moms and the moms oh. are you know it was very sexist looking i hate i hate those movies so but like Isn't everything the goes to hell take care of the kids this is like dads don't do that like you know the moms go out and then they, she finds her one of the moms finds one of their husbands like out at dinner and left one of the kids with some stranger and other kids lost and then other kids are are going to the hospital because dad got hurt because the mom's not there to take care of everything oh, see what happens gosh. when they don't go out it, garbage this was the most garbage list of trailers i've ever seen <laughs> See how they treat this good movie. This is giving all the trash attention. Not fair. And then they got something called Appleseed Alpha. I've never heard of that. Mostly because it's a 3D animated movie. Oh, God. Also look like garbage. It's like two mercenaries in like a war-torn city. And then, of course, there's some kid they have to save. And the kid's like this big deal and stuff. And it looked really bad. It's a sequel. Oh, makes sense. It was also made by one of the studios that did one of the Gotham Knights oh, um, oh. animated things. So oh, Okay. The first one's rated R, TJ. Okay. Just let you know that. But just, like, just look at the two main characters. The guy's dressed in all this heavy armor yep. and stuff. And then the girl's got a boob window uh-huh. for some reason. Well, this, this is Asian, it looks like, Japanese. Yeah, well, it probably is, so. Yeah, that's why it looks like it's that little, you know. Like, you, that's, but it looks American, the animation style. Oh, there's a 98 one, or 88. Wow, it's one from the 88. I'm going to do that on this, Laura TJ. Thanks. I'm sorry. It should be. I mean, it looked terrible. I mean, it looks like the most garbage anime-ish kind of Americanized anime you can do. You might like it, though. Who knows? You might like the story of it. <laughs> I can already tell from the topics that I know. It feels very in the vein of, like, Ikira. As oh, far okay, as yeah. Not, like, body horror and stuff like that, but, like, that just that dark, yes. that really dark tone, which I really don't like. Well, the first one from 1988, oh, that's the first one, not, but it says, In the vast futuristic city built on the ashes of a third world war, a police officer and her cyborg partner fight terrorism. Yeah, like, it's actually made by the people who make Ghost of the Shell. Yeah. But, so, I mean... And don't get me wrong, that's a good show. That's a good movie, good series. Goes to the show, say the local complex. Sean hated it. My anime and host, us hosts really hates go hates goes in the shell. He thought he he just couldn't get into it. What I actually I actually really liked it. Well, to be fair, he didn't like this TV show, the standalone complex. He thought the movie was okay. Which movie? The original? the original oh, okay. the original Ghost in the Shell movie, but the standalone complex, the TV should have followed it. He didn't really like, but I liked it. That's fair. So. That's fair. But yeah, he so and he likes he usually likes the stuff that is more popular. So that's it's what funny. I'm saying. I'm surprised. But yeah, so you gotta really like it, and like I don't like that uh, that grim, dark garbage because it's just it's not garbage, TJGs. It's usually just dark to be dark. It's just mean for mean sake. You know what I mean? You sound pretty weak to me, TJ. Yeah. Uh, anything else, trailer nope. wise? No. Nope. Uh, so nothing else. I guess that leads us in to the movie review proper, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good luck trying to cover this in any coherent kind of way. There isn't no coherent way. So <laughs> Dude, I would because there's not. It's there, it, there's no real act structure. Structure. <laughs> I was taking notes like where do, how do I break this down? Like I like the movie, but how do I break this mess down? <laughs> It's a beautiful dumpster fire, this movie. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> uh, so, I, the first 
five minutes, we get a story arc of, storyline of, hey, guys, you care about Peter's dad? No, but we're going to tell you his backstory anyways. And his, yeah, like, why his, is this like, here? Didn't we go through this in the last movie? Right? I will get the whole Peter's dad and mom thing out the way now from beginning to end. I don't okay. care about it. I think it's pointless. I think they just got rid of it and we'll save those 15 like, minutes of the movie. It's a, it's a holdover from the last movie. Like, yeah. Peter's still figuring out stuff from his dad's briefcase. It's like, how many things are we going to find in his dad's briefcase already? Apparently, we find enough stuff to warrant a secret subway lab yes. in the subways that come out of the ground. For Peter to do research, whatever. That's 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 the lunacy of this movie. So Peter's dad works for Oscorp. Yeah. And he's on the run for Oscorp because apparently he put his D twist this, he put his DNA into the Oscorp spiders to help look for a cure for Norman Osborne's. Right, which means the only person which means the only person who can become Spider-Man is someone of the Parker line. Yes. Which is cool. I like that. I don't mind that. Whatever. It makes sense of why it works, sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's comic books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Peter's, Peter's dad's on the run from that ends up. In the beginning of the movie, him and his, Peter's dad and his Peter's mom, they die in a plane crash trying to keep the secret and all that shit. Well, they're almost, they're attacked on yeah, the plane. Yes, I'm sorry. They're attacked because of Osborne setting so many right. people. Because if you if down. you if you remember the scene, um Peter's dad's the one to cause the plane to crash. Which is really stupid because he could have easily shot the guy in the face and like survived. But let me just shoot yeah. a hole in a window. Well I guess the a... pilot I guess the pilot was dead and it was already going down. But like, you know, the guy had a parachute on, he was the only survivor, he could take the parachute with the guy, or try to like make the par- make the plane work. I don't know. Like, you, you didn't know, have to sabotage it that You know bad. if there was like four more of these movies, he would still be alive. That's true, because we don't see the dead body. That's <laughs> yeah. very true. But lo and behold, he dies because it's the last movie. And so, yeah. That's oh, the- you know what another interesting tidbit was that I read in the back thing that I just remembered? Yeah. Um, apparently, they had planned sequels for it. Yeah, like one with Venom and the other one was the Sinister Six, yeah. like, But one of the ideas was a revived Gwen Stacy as Carnage. If they would have gone straight horror of that one, that would have been really fun. I think that's what I read. I could be wrong, though. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Look, look into it. But yeah, so that's Peter's dad's storyline in this movie. Hey, son, I stole, I helped with the creation of the Spider formula uh, uh, to help Norman cure himself and his genetic disease. Because Norman Oswald, Osborne and his family have a genetic disease that turns into green goblins for some reason. That's a thing. And right, here, here it goes. Uh, following the 2014 Sony Pictures hack, this oh. is where. This is where apparently that happened. Yeah. I didn't know about that, but um, Emma Stone was revealed to be in talks to return as a resurrected Gwen Stacy in the 2017 female love film and the Amazing Spider-Man 4 as the antagonist Carnage. Well, I'm glad that didn't happen. That sounds bad. That sounds well, really bad. That's exactly what I just said to you. You said it was good. No, because now, now that this, like you said, 2014 female led, like they're just trying to do that in like the wrong way. Because it was generic for whatever, sure. But they're like, let's make it female. So let's bring her back to like, okay, now you just make it a bad version of this. No, I, she, there was a female led film and the Amazing Spider-Man 4 with, as the antagonist card. So the Amazing Spider-Man 4, she was going to be the antagonist Carnage, and she's supposed to be in another female-led oh, Carnage movie. Oh, 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 okay. I thought, you meant, I thought you said a female-led film that she's going to be the villain. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no. Okay, okay. Okay, that's kind of cool. That's still whatever. But yeah, um, so that was interesting. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. You're fine. So yeah, that's, that's the Peter Parker's dad and mom story arc in the movie. That's the most, I, that's, I'm getting out the way now because they, they kind of handled it in this movie very badly. Like, oh yeah, we forgot about this. Let's talk about this for a little bit and forget about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it. it's like Peter's crying again over his dad, dead parents. 
Peter, like, falls back in the things he resolved in the last film. Yeah. It's like, all right, like, well, for instance, him and Gwen Stacy, like, they, he was like, I, I want to be with you. And then in this film, I can't be with you. And then at the end of this film, I can be with you again. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, it's like, didn't we just do this the last movie? Yeah. Uh, stupid. So it has issues. But so after the dad thing, we start with Peter Parker as Spider-Man going through the city to save an Osborne, Oscorp truck. That's hijacked by the rhino. That's his truck. Oh, has, he's not the rhino yet. Uh, he's savage. Something savage, right? Russian uh, Paul Giamatti. Arr, um, um, he is. Ooh, that's a name. Alexei. That's it. Savage. Something. Satepich. I guess the rhino is Russian then. Something. So that character is hijacking an Oscorp truck that has uranium on it. And so it was a big chase scene in the beginning. Peter saves the day. Uh, Dorn is saving. Peter runs into the Max something. The Max. Max. Jamie Ca- Jamie Jamie Fox's character. Max. Oh, jeez. I was. You said the Max. That you know. I was like, the, and there is a like an MTV character called the Max, and that's all I could think about. No, he. Peter Parker saves Max from getting humbled by a vehicle in Dorn's car chase. He tells Max, "Hey, you're a friend. We need you." You know, being a good superhero. It's like, hey. And I like this about this movie. It shows Peter Parker interacting with civilians in the New York very like, wow, he's a good superhero. What he's just being Spider-Man, he's, the movie's fun. Yeah. It's like, wow, I want more of this. I actually kind of like Spider-Man right now. This is really, this is weird for Marcus. So here's, here's, here's the thing. Yeah. This Electro is not Electro. I want to get into this now or you want to? Yeah, let's get this out of the way. So, okay, why is this not the Electro? Well, first of all, Electro was never in any incarnation this bumbling, like, obsessive Spider-Man nerd. So, like, just wanting to be seen. I don't, they created that for this story. His design's actually based on the ultimate Marvel Universe. Okay. Not, not the original Marvel Universe. So that's also... I guess it looks cooler. They, that's why they went with it. But like this whole Amazing Spider-Man is kind of more ultimate anyway. So, but yeah, but like, like it's he's kind of lame this Electro because like he gets his powers from eels. That's like lazy storytelling. That's stupid story. Like demon eels that talk to him in his mind and it's like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, like, okay. I don't know. It's just Electro is a mess in this movie. And maybe if they just focused on him as the villain, it could have worked. But because yeah. they're div- because their attention was so divided, it's just just he just did not work. That I agree with that. Like they had to add the Osborne thing, so they have Harry going through his green, green, green goblin thing for five minutes. Like I'm gonna bring that. this. I'm gonna bring this up now too. Why are the Osborns even in this? They don't need to be in this. They do not They're, need to be in this. They are completely superfluous to the story. They, they knew really what are. they they knew they wanted to kill Gwen Stacy, so they knew they needed to have the green goblin in it. Or they could they could have done it with Electro. It, they could have seriously in this movie to t- tighten it up. Got rid of the Osborns and gotten rid of the, this. Star York. They yeah, could have gone mean, more Rhino if you wanted to, but they can mainly focus on Electro for like hair. Yeah, I, I I get you saying that, but you know for a fact if they had the Electro kill Gwen Stacy, would be like, that's not how it happened. So they would get so much flat. As long as they do it really well and emotionally, what this movie did it pretty much, I think him killing Electro or killing Gwen Stacy would be fine. I yeah, it would have been fine, but I I think they just wanted to avoid the um the the comic um lash lash out and, and I get that, but if you're gonna do and it, like give and more. they had they had four writers and one of them said I want the Green Goblin in it. That's fine, but if you want to follow and, that story arc, put him more in the movie. Don't put him yeah, like as make a him the antagonist. Yeah, and why is Harry Osborn and why did they just kill off Norman Osborn? 
Yeah. Why? <laughs> That's not a thing either. Exactly. Like, he doesn't get killed from some random disease that the Osborn just suddenly have that turns them into goblins. Which I don't Why? mind them doing this, but this is how they like, execute it. So, like... Well, like, the diseases oh, don't turn you into goblins. No, 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 no. It doesn't. But, like, again... I'm not trying, like, them rewriting the story for the Spider-Man thing, whatever. It's how they, ex- yeah, for my I mean, problem, is how they executed it. It's like, we need like, to have Harry be in But this. here's the thing. The the best, like, comic book stories, adaptions, are those that take from the story arcs, from various story yes. arcs, and combine them together to make a solid case of movie. Because those story arcs already work. Yeah. I you know agree. what I mean? I agree. When you add your stupid inputs, like, yeah, yeah we need this in here, and that's when everything starts to fall apart. Yes. I agree. I agree. And I, I, I comparing this to the Sam Raimi ones, why that oh, Harry arc worked because it has three movies for that Harry arc to work. What's up? By the way, that was another thing I thought they wanted to bring Sammy Raimi back for Amazing Spider-Man Four. I would be fine with that. So that was another thing that I read. Yeah, but yeah. So that's we have. So again, I just we need to bring Goblin in this, and it had to be Harry because I, whatever reasons back, they had. Right. Just to go back to that. I keep talking about Mason Spider-Man 4. I cannot find any mentions about Mason Spider-Man 3. Because they already had it planned out. It was 1, 2, Profit, 4. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, the only thing I can find um, about Mason Spider-Man 3 is supposed to include Chris Cooper returning as Norman Osborn somehow after he just died and Peter recovering from Gwen's death. That was it. That's the only thing that we I've known. I have more information on Spider-Man 4 than I do with Spider-Man 3. Probably uh, sinister stick shit. But anyways, back to the movie. Gwen Stacy's at... Peter's in a rush to go back to his graduation, high school graduation. Gwen Stacy's a valedictorian. She's smart, guys. She's to give it a speech. Uh, Peter shows well, up. Well, the speech is important. <laughs> it's very important. It's very touching. It ties in to later when she dies and Peter sees it. Yeah, it's like it's like foreshadowing, foreshadowing. This whole movie with her is foreshadowing. Yeah, 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 yes. And so Peter and her story arc about this movie is they really can't be together because Peter can't be because he keeps seeing her dead dad. He's like, he doesn't want to get her get in trouble and getting hurt and or dying. Nudge, nudge. Wink, what wink. I do like about this breakup, it's stupid and contrived and stuff like that. But like she gets fed up and she's like, well, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm breaking up with you now. Yeah. Stop! I'm not having you break up with me every thirty seconds. This is it. We're done. That's fair. And then, and then she reaches out later and says, "Let's be friends." You know, I don't. I still care about you. I don't want to like see you depressed. So we shouldn't be in each other's life for <laughs> We're just on different paths. And I think that's mature. I think that's fair. I think it's how super should, at that age. That's how super should have a relationship. Like I can't be with anyone. Um, he's, I like that he's got survivor's guilt or I guess PTSD, wherever you want to call it, with her and her him and her dad. Well, I mean, t- it's 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 believable. I mean, yeah. he the one thing that the, his dad acknowledges him that Spider Man at the end of it, which is something he's kind of been wanting, and like he's got the respect of this officer his girlfriend's dad and then the one thing he asked for in his deathbed is to keep his daughter out of it yeah and it's just like i get it but we resolved at the end of the last movie exactly so we don't need another other two and a half hours of this in this movie right yeah no i agree i agree uh then we get a spider-man montage of him saving the city and just being a great upstanding superhero Max, like I said, we see Max as a fanboy because Spider-Man's like, hey, I acknowledge you and see you. It's his birthday today at the Ops Corp. No one's paying attention. He also takes claim for he takes claim for making the new energy grid for Oscorp, which is now running against around the city. It's plot points, guys, because he's Electro and 
energy, electricity. Aunt Mays got a secret from Peter. She is a student nurse now because she wants to keep that from Peter because reasons. Reasons. Yeah. Because Peter's got secrets and so she needs secrets. Because she's not an old lady who doesn't want to be involved in drama like that for some f***ing reason, right? Yeah, but to be fair, anytime those two are on screen talking to each other, I love that. Uh, the chemistry... And the character and the acting in these movies from everyone, even Jamie Foxx's dumb lecture, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's believable. Like, the characters are believable. But my favorite scenes were Andrew Garfield and Emmett Stone, and then Andrew Garfield and Sally. Uh, what's her name? Sally Field. Fields. Yeah, yes. Sally Field. Because they were so good. Yes. They. Yeah. They know how to bounce off each other. Like I, I the first one, like Andrew Garfield's bumbling, baffledly bullshit was too much. This one, it was like I guess it was the same level, but it was just more digestible for me. I guess genuine. I it felt more genuine. I guess more tolerable. I don't know. I guess I don't want to say genuine because I still don't care for it, but it was just better. Well, like it was. Also, in the first one, he really didn't have anybody to bounce it off of. No, yeah. And this one, he's always kind of bouncing it off of um, Gwen. Yes, and she and, gives it right back to him. And she gives it right back to him and makes it work. Yes. Like, their chemistry is amazing. And also, I guess by this time, I, I know they started dating. But I don't know if it started during the first one or after the first one. But I think They were dating at this time. Yes, and that, that's probably helped their chemistry well, uh, without a doubt, you could see. Yes, it. so that's why <laughs> it probably was better for me in this one than the first one. Probably so that would make sense. Yeah, I mean, it was obvious on screen here. Yes, and it's like, yeah, they're cute together. Like, I like they're, you they're can, adorable. They're definitely like into each other. Yeah. Uh, okay, back to the movie. We've got Harry's come back home, guys, because he was in boarding school. Yeah, yeah. But I thought Norman said. Uh, or Harry said he went sent to boarding school when he was sixteen, uh, young at a young age. Yeah, I thought they said sixteen, which would have only been four years from now. But he hasn't seen Peter since he was eight. Maybe I heard it wrong. He's been away for a long time. He's been he even had a French model thing. He said later he's been all yeah. around. Yeah. Who knows what his backstory is? Backstory is he I wasn't know. there. He's superfluous to this <laughs> exactly. Story. He's just here to kill Quinn. Exactly. So yeah, his backstory was: I'm gone. I'm here. Dad's dead because of the goblin disease. I have an empire now. Uh, I'm a and instead to you of guys. And it, you know what? And instead of focusing on him just going into this descent here, we for some reason we have to have another antagonist for Harry. Yes. Like who's the antagonist for Harry? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like why do we have everybody? Have, like no, it's just focus on Harry doing Harry stuff. Oh, and also Harry um makes. Uh, what's her name? Oh, Felicia, Felicia Jones' character, Felicia. Felicia Hardy, his assistant. Yeah. Felicia Hardy is the black cat in Spider-Man series. Ah. Uh, another superhero. Also love interest of Peter. Makes sense. So, uh, look at that. Another thing here. Look, look, the black cat's here. Why? She's superfluous S- to the story. the sequel, guys. <laughs> uh, she's superfluous here, too. It's not like she played. She was Scarlett Johansson in Iron Man Two. Yeah, not like these characters they're showing us are actually like charactering. No, they're just they're <laughs> just there and they're gone. Like okay, that's it. This movie definitely has <coughs> um, the Mummy Universal monsters problem. <laughs> I'm trying. It's trying to set things up. It's that's all it's doing is setting yeah. things up. It's, whereas- it's fanboys got together, wrote a movie. 
Whereas um, the original Amazing Spider-Man was just an Amazing Spider-Man movie. Exactly. This yeah. is like, say, sequel bait, right, guys? Right? Maybe you can follow these characters later on, maybe. Who knows? Uh, so we go back to Max, and he's got to stay back to work and fix electrical problems by himself. And the security guys want to run electrical grid. Why because... is the electrical grid run powered by electrical eels? Yeah, it's just electricity around electrical eel tanks full of water because that's safe, right? With no, with no <laughs> tops on them, so you can fall through I'm them. I'm pretty sure we can run electricity without electrical eels. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, they're, they're special Obscorp genetic electrical. Unit. If I go to my local electric company power, is there going to be an eel tanks in there? <laughs> they don't, they don't, they don't tell you why they're there. They're just like, okay. They're just, they're just there for reasons because it's Oscorp. Yeah, yeah, yeah they got to have eels and it's pretty looking. I don't, I don't. Those eels look garbage. Three, they're three D eels. Yeah, they look yeah, bad. They're bad. They're evil demon eels too, because they apparently they talk, talk to you. And, and they're magical because when uh, Max falls in, he falls in by the way and dies. They fix his gap in his tooth. <laughs> you like that a little bit, TJ? I didn't even catch that. No, oh my god, it's great. The electricity forms his teeth back together because. Yeah, I, I did see the teeth. I didn't know why they were showing me the teeth. I didn't even catch it. No, he had a gap beforehand. Uh. Uh, then we, after that death, we get some Harry meets Oz. I mean, Harry sees uh, Pete and they bond again. Like, hey, we miss you guys. Harry, uh, uh, Oscorp bad guys are trying to cover up Max's death. Uh, and they're trying to plan to get Harry out of the business because they don't like him as a bad guy, as a top guy because reasons. And, um, Harry wants to meet Peter. Is that yet? Or no? He wants to. Electro's rises from the dead. He's electrifying shit. Peter goes on a date with Gwen Stacy. It's a cute little date. And. He kind of talks to her like, hey, I'm kind of stalking you. I slipped out by accident. Sorry. I'm not weird. I just like you a lot. You know, it, it, in any other scene, that would be weird with the way that, that interaction was like, yeah, I'm following you. In any other scene, that would be weird. It was still weird but to me. I don't know what you're talking about. It was like, but it was still charming in this one, yeah. if it makes sense. It was. You know what I was. mean? Like, like if, if, if Andrew, because, if uh, Toby McGuire would have said, like, yo, Toby, don't, don't say yeah. 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 Like, but like, but even. The fact that Gwen Stacy kind of knew it, that it was, and that she understands the reasons why, we understand the reasons why he's doing it. Like, the interactions between them were so done so well. Yes. Like, she knows he's not being stalking her for the sake because he's a creeper. He's doing it because he's generally concerned that she's going to get in trouble because he's Spider-Man. Yeah, he's Spider-Man. You he saw I mean? her dad die, and he knows the issues. He gets it. Yeah. So he's like, he's a bit paranoid for, he's overprotective as hell don't get me wrong um but like they understand each other to a point which is it's just really good it's refreshing like these characters aren't like out of out of out of pocket or like how dare you or do you understand me like they're no they're they're humans they seem like they're really human the romance in this is the best part of this movie yeah (laughs) which i never we never say that no yeah the romance is usually the downfall of the movie but it's like I'm just going to say it here. I kind of wish this movie was just their romance with him doing Spider-Man things on the side. This didn't need a villain. No, I'll take a villain. I still need a villain. You need someone. Like, if she's going like, to die. Like a main No. Like, it doesn't need a main villain. Maybe he stops Dr. Octopus here. Stops another villain over here. You don't even overarching villain. Just him dealing with her going to England and then dealing with, you know. And maybe in the background have Harry slowly devolving and then figuring out he's Peter and then kill her at the end. But even then, I would have rather seen um, the resolution where it's like, we're g- so spoiler, she's going to England. I would have rather seen him him go to England with her, him fighting crime in England and just it ended. Nah, 
No, I rather I don't I don't I I I, I, I accept that, but I don't I would rather have seen the story arc we have here with her dying and the thing. And I don't mind it being Harry or Electra, but someone. We don't need two or three villains in this movie. But I do agree, we do need to see more of those two. Um Gwen like I would I would like I would rather just seen the relationship with everything else in the background. That's how good the relationship is. That's fair. I'll give you that. Like cuz all this other stuff seems to be just distracting from the the rest of the movie. Yeah, it gets in the way a little bit. Yeah, so like like the like, action is, is pretty, but it's kind of like it's like at the action. For the first time, I kind of wish they hadn't followed the comics. I didn't really want Gwen Stacy to die. No, no, but that's why, like, that's why like, their death scene so much. That's why I want it in here because it's like I don't oh, want this character to die because her and him are so well together. Like I don't want to see her die, but her dying is like damn. Well, my problem with it is it was so foreshadowed. Well, that too because of bad writing. It's it's so For foreshadowed sure. in this. I would have rather them gone to England in the movie end there, and then we do a proper Green Goblin in, in, in a next another film, and then her dying there. No, I think the proper Green Goblin. I think her die. I think this movie. I think this movie should end on a sad note. I like to uplift things. A note you have. But I think, and I don't. I don't agree. Disagree with you saying though. Thinking about like, I, don't, I would have mind seeing a third one of her dying in there. Not be the Gwen Stacy trilogy. I'm fine with that. I think that would have worked better because we would have had more time to build up the time. Um, yeah, build up their time, build up the Green Goblin, build up the villains, have time devoted to it. We can focus completely on this, uh, like everything, and we just have more time to flesh out the stuff that matters instead of tr- just shoving all this garbage in here that we don't need. I would give you that. I'll give you that. If they if time allotted was that, I would give. I would like to see the three movie arc of that but if they had it forced into this one i don't mind seeing her yeah i mean like it's fine as it is like it was still like oh shit she's dead at the end it's like still yeah a a gasping moment so to speak you know yeah like if you've never seen this movie before you don't know spider-man you don't know that's gonna happen no no i didn't know it was gonna happen so i saw when i first saw it like years back like oh no that's upsetting (laughs) i like them too but i mean it was weird even like as a spider-man fan you didn't expect you wouldn't have expected it unless you're going in knowing that was going to happen yeah. because she dies from a bridge. Yes. Falling from a bridge or a build. Actually, it's a building. It's, they say bridge a lot in continuity, but I just reviewed that comic not too long ago. Yeah. And it was all, he, she got thrown off a building by the Green Goblin. Oh, wow. And, but this was at a clock tower for some reason. She could have died in London Clock Tower, the Big Ben. Yeah. If, in your story, she could have died there if you wanted to. Yeah, no, no, I'm just, I, the more I, I, I go over this movie, the more I'm lamenting what we could have had. And I, you can't do that in this kind of movie. I mean, you can, but like, you just can't fall in the trap of rewriting this movie. Yeah, I know, but it's like. It's easy to, because movie needs a script document, because, a motherfucker. Because you could tell there's a couple good writers here. Yes, and the other writer's like, we need this. <laughs> we need this. Yeah, like, yeah you could. There's a great movie trying to come out here. Yes. And it's just not here. We need to follow the follow the dad mystery. No, no, we don't. We don't care. Uh, like, what did the dad mystery even give us? Nothing, TJ. Nothing. It told like, us spider bullshit and only Peter could have it. That's it. Yeah, because that's... It literally it was nothing, right? No, there was nothing. I, it was pointless, TJ. I hated that art. What was the art. project he was working on? It was Project No One Cares. That's what it was. It, it was Project it was a, Something. It, it, it was a project that tied Peter and to to uh to Harry and Norman because it 
help cure the Green Goblin disease, ideally. Okay, the project, because later Harry picked the disease or the cure into his body, and it makes him more of a Green Goblin, because... Well, he doesn't put a cure, he puts the spider venom in. Yeah, whatever bullshit, that was distracted from the project, because it all ties into the project, but the project verily has forcibly into the story. It's bad. It was was superfluous, essentially. Yes, yes, yes. I hated it. It it did feel like, like, when Spider-Man beats Electro here, the movie felt like it should have been over. Yeah. (laughs) And then it kept going. Yes. And then we, like, okay, it's over, and then you hear the Goblin laugh, like, oh, we got this going on now for another five minutes? It's, it's like, God damn it. We for, it was like, oh, oh shit, we forgot to kill Gwen Stacy. Hold on. Yeah. Here, Goblin picks her up, drops her. Like, okay, cool. And then we get a more. Hold on, let me get, let me get to that, TJ. Jesus. Um, where was I? Electro rises. Electro does. Well, let me skip through all this shit. So hold on. So Electro does his thing. Harry's back with Peter. Here, initially, Harry wants Peter to show Harry where Spider Man's at, so he get to the cure. What we just talked about. Electro comes in the scene, attacks Central Park, Central uh, Times Square. Peter saves the day. Peter gets electrified. Gwen tells him later in the movie, magnify yourself because I'm smart. Magnify helps deflect electricity. Uh, second act is, like you said, it's character development, trauma, 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 shit like that. Third act, what can we talk about, I guess? Um, I mean, it, it, it's just Electro taking over the power grid and Harry getting injected and setting up the next seven movies that they're not going to make. Yeah, sadly. Like you said, there is multiple endings in this movie. Electro dies. That should be the main, that should be where the movie ends. You know what else bothered me? What's up? Harry's motivation for attacking Peter. It's dumb. It's like, you took away my hope. No, he said he didn't want to give you your blood because it was going to do something bad to you. And look, it did something bad yes. to you. It amplified your Green Goblin disease in this one movie, even though your dad had it for 50 years or so. And so now he's going to kill Peter, um, uh, Gwen Stacy Gwen, yeah. because of reasons? Because like he lost his whatever. Like, no, what, bro? No, this is it's stupid. It's, contri- like, it's forced contrived. Like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? I mean, in the comic, it wasn't much better. I mean... But if you have four writers on this, you make it better. Like, at least in that one, it was Norman Osborn who had lost his memory because Peter Parker did something. I don't know. And then he remembered everything. So he went after Peter and found Gwen. He's like, oop, that's Gwen's... It's Peter's girlfriend. I'm going to take her and throw her and kidnap her. And then I'll throw her off the roof later. <laughs> It makes more sense. It's basic, but it's there. Yeah. No, this is bad. Yeah, Gwen dies from getting dropped. Peter almost saves her, but her head hits well, the floor. So that's the that's the she didn't hit the floor. Her head hits it. Her head smacks against the floor. It it looks like that, but that's not really what happened. I know it's supposed to be like a, a snap in the neck or whatever, right? Yeah, her his, Peter. It's because of Peter's web that breaks her spines and kills but her. But in this movie, it clearly is her head hit the thing. You can hear it. it. Looks, you can hear it, it do the thud. It looks like that, but it's... Yeah, I know. It, You're it going off the comic. Like I'm going off the movie. In the movie, her head hit the f*** out of that floor, and she died that way. But I'm just saying, if that was the case, there would be blood. No, not necessarily. It's a Peach 13 movie, TJ. No, if you go, If you look over realism, there'd be no goddamn Spider-Man or no goddamn Goblin. You know this. But if, this, if you're going for realism, there'd be no Spider-Man or Goblin. No, I'm just saying, though, it makes more sense that it was her spine because there would be blood if it was her, her head smashing the ground. No, I agree with that, but it was clearly her head hitting the ground. It looked like it. I'm not going to disagree with you. It did look like it, but I don't think that's what the, it was. I think exactly what it was. No, because of the way it snapped her it, You could hear back. it. You could hear her, her head no, I, th- I, I think the thud sound was supposed to be her, the, the web tension and her back breaking. Nah, I'm saying her head hit a thing. That's all I'm saying. It's not what happened, but not in the comics. Yes, I know. No, it's not what happened in the movie. It's like what happened okay. in the movie. No, it's not. Yes. No. Yes. I just told you what happened. Yeah, her head hit a thing. No. And her brain got concussed and she died. No. <laughs> yes. Yes, TJ. This is a stupid argument we're having. Either way, she's dead. 
It's sad. Yeah. She's dead. She's. It's very sad. Yeah. Um, it's sad. Green Goblin. It's still a good moment. What's up? It's a good moment. Yeah. You need and you need to watch No Way Home. I don't care. Girl. Such a good moment. I don't give a fuck. Such a good. I don't care about this movie. I do not want to watch those movies at all. Great movies. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Uh. So I guess then Goblin's apprehended. He's put in prison. There's a sad funeral scene. Peter's sad. Aunt May. Says some inspirational shit. I don't recall. No, she doesn't. She doesn't say anything. She says, you know, Peter, heavy box, light, lighter heart. You know, shit like that. Does she? Some bullshit that about that? Uncle Ben's box. Oh, that, that, but she doesn't say that at the fu- at the funeral. No, 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 no. It's like when they're back at their place, oh, okay. cleaning his depressing house. Uh, and then he hears, and then he hears Gwen Stacy's speech, which inspires him to get back to become a superhero. He goes to fight the Rhino and Cliffhanger because Rhino has a mech suit now. Because he's part of the Sinister Six, by the way. Is that is that is that a mid credit or no? Is, no, no, but it's like there was no mid. Before, there was no mid credit. Okay, the so mid-credit scene was that days of future passing that they cut for all the other things. Okay, so the teaser for this movie before the credits is the man in black goes to the gentleman. The gentleman goes to Harry in prison and they talk, 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 and the exposition to tell us, hey, Sinister Six coming, guys. We have a Vulture, Rhino. Not got coming. No, no, Jamaica, some other people. And, I mean, we do, just not in this. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you're true, huh? That's factual. It's funny. And so, yeah, that's the that's Spider-Man Two. Amazing, amazing Spider-Man Two. Surprisingly, really good. Really good. Soundtrack was good. The visuals were good. Really good mess. Acting, yeah. Like I said, it's a beautiful dumpster fire. But it does have its faults for sure. Oh yeah, it's not a good movie, no. but it's a fun movie yeah despite being two and a half hours i was like not upset about it no i was enjoyed i came out of it like wow i was really enjoying that movie it made me laugh at points yep i was upset at other points yeah no it it made me run the gamut of emotions yeah it was really really good attentional laughs unattentional laughs tears yeah Yeah. what would you rate this uh mess (sighs) i mean objectively it's (laughs) It's not giving No. No, 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 no. So, at best, objectively, I can only give it a five. <laughs> yes. But on a personal level, I'd probably give it a six. No, I, 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 I fully agree. I think the best I could do is a five for this movie. Yeah, like, objectively, this is not a great movie. Honestly, probably objectively, it might be a four. <laughs> I think the bad and the good way out to make it an okay movie. Yeah. Maybe a I four mean, because it's two and a half hours, but that's even then. I mean, but if you really found someone who hated this movie who went through it and like nitpicked the shit out of it i can see them ended up at a four. Oh yeah i'm like yeah i get it or three i get it. I, whatever you yeah. feel about this movie i would totally understand like yeah because it's not good it's not a good movie no 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 it's, so i could totally see people giving it garbage reviews yeah major spider-man's right in the middle man uh, anything else tj no we're gonna continue this string of good movies though yeah can't wait for next week 